you are listening to an episode of Back Row Movie News. The podcast name and scope has changed. It is now the Broken Record Podcast, uh, but you can still enjoy the past episodes of Back Row Movie News on this feed. Make sure you follow uh, the Broken Record Podcast or Podcast Broken Record. Depends on what social media site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for updates on future episodes. What's going on, you guys? Welcome and thank you for tuning into this episode of Backroom Movie News. And what an episode that we have here today. We're going to be seeing The Incredibles 2 right after the show today. And we got a lot of comic book movie news to cover here today, right here on this episode of Backroom Movie News. Welcome to the best scene in the house, everybody. I'm Casey Sampson. And I'm Chase Cooper. Chase, are you excited to be seeing Incredibles 2 today? I am. It's, it's going to be a good <laughs> Okay, time. that's great. Yeah, uh-huh. And, no, it's going to be fucking twisted. Uh, if you guys saw our last episode of the podcast, we actually said that we were going to be seeing Hereditary that weekend. And uh, uh-huh. Chase, uh-huh. Just, just a little bit. How did you like the movie, actually? It was just pretty good. Okay, if I wanted to go after you were talking. It was pretty good. <laughs> uh, I think uh, we and Kiara as well agreed that it wasn't exactly like the horror movie we were expecting, like super scary like Conjuring where it's sure. supposed to be scary but it was a good movie it was well put together cool style it was sad and the end was really good <laughs> I agree I agree um, I, I will say this though man I don't think it was as scary as uh, A Quiet Place no not at fucking all <laughs> <laughs> did you end up seeing that A Quiet Place yeah I went with okay, you <laughs> good. I, I was talking to someone who didn't see it Okay, yeah, well, oh, that it wasn't was, me, man. It was so, I was the one who so, was more hyped for it than yeah, anybody else that's I knew. My, that's my favorite film of the year, still. Uh, yeah, Over really, so of the year. The entire, yeah. uh-huh. Wow. So Above far. Infinity War. Oh, hell yeah. Wow, okay, that's great. But I, I still like A Quiet Place much more than Hereditary. Uh-huh. But all right, so having said that, let's move into the movie news here. What do we got topping off the show first? Uh, we're starting with Star Wars. Uh, so George Lucas recently revealed that he was going to really get into how the Force works in what he had planned for the sequel trilogy, Episode 7, 8, and 9. Uh, before he sold the property to Disney, he said that he planned to explore the wills of the Force. Uh, the wills are something of their own in Legends continuity and current canon. Not going to get into that, but Lucas used to say that the wills are like microbiotic beings. They basically are the Force, and they use uh, people and like beings as vessels, and midichlorians are the conduits for that. Sure. So he, he acknowledged that uh, he didn't think the audience – he thought the audience would hate something like that just like they did Phantom Menace. Uh, so, Casey, uh, how do you feel about uh, the wills of the Force? Uh, I can zip through like the way that I've always like interpreted it. Uh, if you look like within uh, Indian culture, you'll notice that on the females – mostly females. Sometimes it's on males. The red dot that's in the middle of the forehead indicating the third eye, which is supposed to be this ideology that you can uh, – if through meditation and whatnot, you can unlock like this – outstanding amount of knowledge about like the world and just like have this whole new view on the world just everything itself Mm -hmm. and uh, I always interpret it to sort of be that but then also like we look later on like that's midichlorians to me and later on you find out like in The Last Jedi that everybody could use the force as you saw like with Broom Kid at the very end of the movie so it's like you know through meditation and all this other stuff like within that culture that everybody can unlock that certain like uh, that third eye if you will right. and um so i kind of like the idea that anybody else like it's you know everybody Everyone. can have it everybody can do it yeah uh-huh. everybody gets one yeah, everybody gets one <laughs> no uh but yeah it's i mean this actually sounds pretty interesting uh i, I know a lot of people thought that the midichlorians introduced in phantom menace that they sort of demysticized the force and they thought it would felt over explained or scientifical i disagree 
Uh, yeah, I like I like the idea of this. I don't, who knows how it would have come across. Hopefully, it would have been a bit less rigid than the prequels. But still, if they got into something like this, I would have loved it. I actually compare it to something uh, sort of the way uh, the Alien prequels have gone, to where everything has been sort of explained, a light has been shed on it, and it didn't go how people. Not a lot of people want you know David to be the creator of Xenomorph and stuff. Sure, but I don't mind it. So I like that oh, sort I of real. Love it, dude. It was fucking twisted. Yeah, I like that like technical look into it, and it's it's nice to have more of an understanding. Yeah, I don't. I mean, mind we're never a... going to see the whales here, like yeah. he said, but still, I, I don't mind a great explanation every now and again. But we yeah. did get a dose of the wills like in the last Jedi, like yeah. in the book and everything. And so this also meshes with how uh, Qui Gon Jinn uh, said with like the living force and the cosmic force. Yeah, it, yeah. I think that it make, seems to make sense. Yeah, but like I said, through the last Jedi, I'm pretty sure that they defend. Like the whole midi chlorine yeah. idea. Well, it's kind of yeah. It, so. They have it's. They used to go by what midi chlorine count. I mean, in theory, yeah. we've kind of always, sort of always known that people could. It's just we never, we never. It was like you. It used to be you had to have a certain amount of midi chlorines. Yeah. To be like a real Jedi, like anyone could kind of be force sensitive and sort of focus their spirit, like you said, yeah, from sure. Indian culture. But yeah. now it seems that they've kind of eased back a little yeah alright but what are we moving on to next we're talking about uh, we're in the DCU we're first talking about uh, Green Lantern and some of the DCU news in general so it's, there's a fucking lot <laughs> there is it's, uh, it's, it's packed so the big news here is that Jeff Johns has been removed from the role of DC Entertainment President and Chief Creative Officer he has uh-huh. He's, <laughs> he's not going to work as a just basically a producer and a writer for the DC. It's going to be under a new production banner, Mad Ghost Productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wonder Woman 2, Shazam, Aquaman, and the Green Lantern film that Jeff Johns is writing are all going to be released under uh, that Mad Ghost production banner. Uh, so, Kaysen, first off, uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, Jeff Johns going into a new role and the Green Lantern movie. Uh, you know, DC kind of needed a shake-up to begin with, but right now, at the moment, it kind of seems like a bus around. People are just get, getting on and off of it. So, um, <laughs> if you guys don't know, Jim Lee, the uh, yeah. illustrator for, like, most of our fa- most of my favorite comics, uh, anyway, like Hush, he did Batman Hush, and he, he's a fantastic artist, dude, and he's a great businessman, too. So, him to take over that part uh, of the company, I think that's fine. I think, like, you know, it's always comforting to know that people who, like, love and enjoy these characters and probably want to make the cinematic universe, like, work, I think that's great for him to be in that. And Jeff Johns, I mean, that's great because, like, he's a fantastic writer, so him to be more focused on the creative aspect of the films that they're pushing out, that's that's great, man, because him pushing a Green Lantern movie on right, right now, a lot of people, is, like, almost consider him the creator of Green Lantern because he's, the way he's written Green Lantern is just fucking, like, astronomically great, so... That, this is all great news, man. And like Walter Hamadad, he's he's also going to be like running a lot of what's going on in the film side. So it's all good. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the Green Lantern movie, man. Totally. Yeah, uh, I'm sort of excited. I've never been a huge fan of Green Lantern. I do think it's probably going to be better for Jeff Johns because it seems like it's uh, he's had his hand in pretty heavily in the good and the bad films. You know, all the films yeah. so far in the DC. And it's not totally his fault, but still, there's been some messes. So I think it'll be probably better if he can shift back a little focus on creating, like, you know, specific projects or just giving input, you know. So, and I agree. I think him getting the chance to work on, like, a clean state for the Green Lantern is going to be good. Yeah. I believe he was involved with the other Green Lantern in 2011, wasn't he? I think he was. I I can't remember if it was producing or writing, but... So I, did, he, I didn't even made, see the movie. Yeah, he, <laughs> he made mistakes there, but still, this is. I think this is for the better. Yeah. All right, but, we're still in the yeah. DC. We are still universe? in the DC. Okay, cool, this cool. is uh, basically that uh, Jeff Johnson. That was part of a whole announcement. Here's a few more of the highlights in that. So I guess Walter Hamada is starting to get the DC universe, DC universe house in order. <laughs> he spent the past few months looking over, you know, all the upcoming projects and everything, and it's kind of decided how to proceed. I think. 
That's what they're saying, at least. Mm-hmm. They being news people. <laughs> the best news here is that he supposedly convinced the studio to stop announcing future movie dates all the time. Had they keep just saying, yeah. they just get excited and get way ahead of themselves. And we've seen how many projects, you know, teased and then completely scrapped. Yeah. So they may be stopping that. Uh, I guess the other bits included was that Todd Phillips' standalone Joker movie supposedly has a $55 million budget and they might start working on it this fall. You'd start filming. This is the Joaquin Phoenix one, correct? Yeah, okay. if he actually stars. Yeah. I guess that's still up in the air. Yeah. And it's going to, like I said, it's going to be released under that, um, we talked about it last week, that production banner where it's uh, like the origin movies and like different takes on yeah. characters. Yeah. Yeah, so that different lane in DC. And then also the Flash movies supposedly supposedly going to be more akin to Back to the Future. Uh, you know, more yeah. fun and different. They were yeah. thinking about something more dark and brooding, I think, more serious. It's case, and how do you feel about just uh, all of this real quick? Oh, I'll just jump on the Flash thing, like, real uh-huh. quick. And, like, you know, I think that's, like, one of the mistakes that they've been pushing, like, through these, like, new movies. Even, you sort of saw it in Wonder Woman, the color palette had gotten a lot more vibrant and everything. That's fine, because she comes from this, like, mythical place or, like, whatever, oh, yeah. so that's completely fine. But uh, overall, the DC universe is a dark sort of universe, so I... I enjoy that aspect. I typically love darker movies, to be quite honest with you. So that's what I've always, always something that I wanted to see within these movies. Christopher Nolan fucking nailed it, like in that in his trilogy. Oh yeah. So, but for the Flash movie, that's fine. That it doesn't need to be dark and brooding because he's always had been that comic relief uh, sort of character. But if they can sort of make the atmosphere dark and have him be like the color, like going into the mm-hmm. world, you know, then that's fine. So, um, with what. Well, uh, Hamada like basically announcing that they're going to stop like announcing so many right. projects like in the uh, far future. I mean that's great. That's that's perfect. Like uh, uh, what would be the that's like perfect. That? Yeah, I mean like stop doing that. Like people have already been complaining about that enough. So, um, but the the thing that's bothering me is like you're going to do that, but you're still going to have like this sort of separate universe. Get one universe right, you know what I mean, and then yes. go on to the other one. So that's all I got to say. Yeah, I agree. I'm still same opinion as last week about that with like the Todd Phillips movie and that those two different lanes. If they did that from the start, which I think they were kind of tinkering with, it would have been better. But now it's just a little weird. <laughs> now, but I mean that's interesting. If they start filming it this fall, that I'll actually be interested in that. And then the Flash movie, I think it's good. They're gonna try and do something a bit more fun because it, it seems it feels right for the flash like i don't know him too feels well good. feels good man. yeah now, and then it also feels right timing wise because aquaman's gonna be a l- probably more serious a little darker i mean we saw some fun aquaman oh yeah we got some uh, photos leaked from entertainment yeah. weekly not leaked they were put out today um officially leaked today. yeah yeah <laughs> sure they look um, twisted they man. look really great man uh-huh. i i got i got zero doubt that james wan i mean just him being a director himself and f- oh, yeah. to be a uh, part of this project, I I'm hoping to God that this movie is going to be great. Yeah, I think no, it will be. It looks it looks real good. So I think based off of that, uh, it's going to be a bit darker. And then Wonder Woman will it'll have that probably more of a same vibe as the first one. Not too dark, not too light. But so I think having an actual like good fun movie is going to be good for the DC. Yeah, I don't absolutely. think they should do it all the time. They shouldn't copy you know MCU or anything. But oh no, yeah, that, yeah. that's the thing about like exactly, making yeah. it more like color and like not going uh-huh. back to the dark and brooding thing. That's totally Marvel. And they, they just, just gotta, try to jump on that and it was a mistake. They so. just got to balance it. Yeah. So just make it, just do better. <laughs> just balance. All right, what's next? Still finishing off in the DC universe here. Talking about Suicide Squad 2. Uh, I'm probably going to uh, pronounce the names wrong, but uh, David Barr Cuts, Cats, and uh, Todd <laughs> Stashwick have been tapped to write the script for Gavin O'Connor's Suicide Squad 2. Uh, okay. Cuts, Cats <laughs> is known for a 1997 comedy, The Pest, and Stashwick played The Mask on Gotham in season one. 
There's a couple of little piggyback news items here. Still Suicide Squad 2. I guess Dwayne Johnson is apparently not going to play Black Adam in the movie. I think last year it was widely believed. Oh, yeah, believed. he was going to be the villain, right? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. widely believed he was going to be the main villain, but uh, no, sir. No, ma'am. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, and then also Blabbermouth uh, Joe, what is his name? Manganiello? Is that how you pronounce it? Joe, Remember the, uh, the guy that played... Joe uh, Maganiello. Maganiello, yeah. Maganiello, whatever. The guy... Maganiello. He, he, he played uh, uh, Deathstroke in Justice League. Yeah, fuck off. And, uh, <laughs> he's going to... Rep- he told a fan at a convention, I guess he's a bit of a blabbermouth at this point, that he's going to reprise his role as Deathstroke, Deathstroke All right. in Suicide Squad 2. So, yeah. Black Adam out, Deathstroke in... New writers. How do you feel? I think Deathstroke would be a way better villain for Suicide Squad 2 as opposed to Black Adam because we got the whole mythical like witch thing throwing trash into oh, yeah. the air that everybody complained about. And I, <laughs> I understand that because I'm not one for like whole like mass destruction. There's a there's a way of doing it. Like Infinity War, they did it perfectly, but like oh, yeah. that sort of apocalypse even a Batman v Superman, I can't I just can't stand it when everything's just blowing up and like because I'm sitting there thinking about like how the, how the fuck are they going to, like, repair all this? You know what I mean? There's no way. This is so ridiculous. But um, So I think he's more of a logical villain to go with. Also, at the same time, that this would be br- perfect to sort of intro- introduce him more as a that whole... Uh, the post-credit scene from Justice League. Oh, yeah, so we yeah. can get some more development with him. And then you can also move on to that whole um, uh, League of Doom oh, you know, yeah, film. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I agree. I think... I mean, I would have been down to see Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam in that movie. I feel like the aesthetic would have been nice, but I I agree. Deathstroke feels uh, feels right. Once feels again, good. feels good. <laughs> it all feels good. <laughs> One more thing here in the DC. It's a pact. We said that before, it is, but yeah. it's a fact. Uh, we're talking about the Batman. I hope you got your shit up ready because the same report that detailed Jeff Johns' relocation in the DC claims that Matt Reeves is creating the standalone franchise and Ben Affleck will not return as Batman. Well, actually, I heard today, I think it was released today that... Uh, Matt Reeves is going to be focusing on a younger version of Batman in his uh-huh. trilogy, so I'm pretty sure right then and there, I think Variety had released a report saying, uh, like, this is kind of official. Not exactly, but whatever. I mean, if we knew he was going to be Batman, we would have known, but he's not, so we're, yeah. we're uncomfortable, we're unsure, we don't know, so I don't think he's Batman, Chase. Yeah, get out of here, Affleck. Just go already. You big, stupid, dumb animal. <laughs> But Affleck was a bomb in Phantoms, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're talking about it, too. Oh, I don't fucking believe this. We're talking about it, too. So the Adult Losers Club is complete. Doing it again. Isaiah Mustafa, if you remember him. Okay, let me repeat that. Mustafa, if you remember him from the old Spice commercials, is going to play Mike. And that's it. Hey, Mike. Uh, Mike. Uh, so the main cast is Mustafa as Mike, Andy Bean as Stanley, Jay Ryan as Ben, James Ransone as Eddie, Bill Hader as Richie, James McAvoy as Bill, and Jessica Chastain as Beverly Kaysen. How do you feel? <laughs> That's great, man. Um, I, I love this cast, dude. I'm really, really gearing up for this movie. I, I you know, Now that the cast is complete, it's uh-huh. perfect. The likeness to the adult versions to the kids is perfect. Except for Beverly, I would say I still wanted Amy Adams, but you know, whatever. Uh, Bill Hader as Richie, that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Chase, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm, <laughs> how I'm, are you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Now, I, I'm excited for Bill Hader too, man. He's, he's the highlight. Oh, I, yeah, of I, course. I no yeah. doubt. But no, this is cool. I feel like, uh, I think, I don't know what he's been doing since, but that Isaiah Mustafa... I mean, he's got comedic background, so that's good. Yeah. But it just it feels right. I think it's a good addition. They they did what they wanted. They have a good mix of star power, sort of star power, and then mostly you know unknowns or little. So it's gonna be so good. It's it's got to be at least as good as the first. Totally. I'm so excited. All right, what do we got next? Uh, we're talking about Doctor Sleep. 
Uh, so it's here's an update on that sequel to The Shining. Uh, the, the refresher on the synopsis here: Doctor Sleep is a 2013 sequel to The Shining. Kick it ass. was written by Stephen King. Kick ass. If it follows an adult Danny who suppresses his shining abilities by being drunk all the time. He eventually sobers up and, be- and begins saving dying patients in hospice, earning him the nickname Dr. Sleep. With his abilities in full swing, he makes a connection with a young girl. He's drunk all the fucking time. <laughs> he makes a connection with a young girl, uh, Abra Stone, however you pronounce Abra, a fellow psychic who's being hunted down by other psychics who want her essence. Okay. Kaysen, how do you feel? I've never read the book. I hear it's outstanding. Uh, also, to add to that, I just thought about it, man. How could you not be a fucking drunk knowing what you just encountered <laughs> yeah. at that fucking hotel, dude? Uh, can I tell you the good news that I forgot to mention there, actually? Is it he Ewan is McGregor is playing on the Yes, Danny. yes, I heard that. It's great, man. It's great. You did forget to read that, yeah, but that's I okay. I didn't even write yeah, that in Ewan there. Ewan McGregor, <laughs> that's that's totally fine, man. Uh, I, from Train Spotting, he actually oh. like got very invested in the role of trying to be like a heroin addict or whatever. So nice. much so that he actually thought about, like in real life, injecting himself. I just read that. A couple it's, days ago, it's not is, good. No, it's not good. But uh, if he can play a heroin addict, I'm pretty sure he can play a drunk guy. Yeah, so. uh, he can fucking do it. Dude. Yeah, it's honestly once I watch. I forgot the point. I forgot the point. Okay, we're talking about something else here. It's the last bit of news here. Talking about a movie called "You Should Have Left." Uh, you shouldn't leave now because there's more. Uh, Blumhouse is gearing up for Subscribe another. Subscribe while you're at it, actually. Yeah. Blumhouse is gearing up for another production here. They've got Amanda uh, Seyfried is. Starring in a supernatural <laughs> thriller titled You Should Have Left. It's based on a novel by Daniel Kelman, which follows uh, a wealthy man with a younger wife, played by Seafred, and a six-year-old child. Mistrust and suspicion characterize their marriage. Uh, characterize their marriage. <laughs> they are in a remote location that may or may not be obeying all the physical laws of the universe. Okay. So Kevin Bacon's going to play the dude. Seafred's going to play the chick. I guess Bacon is also producing, and David uh, Kep or Cop, whatever his name is, however you pronounce it, who directed Stir of Echoes and Secret Window, is going to direct this. He's also the one that's known for writing Steven Spielberg's scripts. Nice. how do you feel? Um, def- I guess what I can s- get out of this is that you should have left. That sounds like a that's like hardcore. Sounds like a Blumhouse title. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. You get that vibe? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the only vibe I can get Jeff off of this. I can't really gather a whole lot from that up until the point I see a trailer but do yeah. you, are you getting anything from I, I sort of get something almost in the vein of a Stephen King sort of feel idea yeah, yeah. almost and then weird um, twisted stuff yeah exactly and I think <laughs> this will um, yeah, that's what he's known for <laughs> you know it's this is tough I can't tell because Blumhouse it's not always super high quality productions I mean they have fucking they, truth they're, dare, yeah their peaks are great but their valleys are also great Sure. I mean, when it comes together for them, and they got a great script and like great creative team involved, yeah, like yeah. such as the Halloween movie that's going to be coming out that yeah, looks that fantastic, looks good. and uh, just to say, get out again. So you know, yeah, they nailed it. They nailed the nail on the head with that one. So this either could be a like one of those hits, or it could uh-huh. be a truth or dare yeah. kind of thing. I, so. I get a good vibe from it. I think it'll be <clears throat> worth a watch for sure. Yeah. All right. Is that all the news? Movie news that we have today? Uh, that's all the movie news we have. All right, this. you guys. Here's what you can do in the meantime. Please give this video a like and subscribe to our channel because we really appreciate your support. And drop a comment below whether it be anything that we talked about today or anything that you guys like to bring in the discussion. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Official and follow those pages for notifications on upcoming videos coming to you guys. Just a quick reminder that we will be at Las Vegas Comic Con June 29th, and also we will have the incredible. 2 review up pretty soon here in the next couple of days so stay tuned for that and we will see you guys next time right here on Backer Movie News